This podcast is recorded using Adobe Audition and is distributed to supporting podcast applications via Anchor. If you'd like to support us, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Jake and Mel Podcast or submit feedback to us at our email, jakeandmelpodcast at gmail.com. Oh no! Oh no, dude! I'm fucking! I'm amped up from what I just went through. So, well, let's just uh, let's just roll right into it. That's what we're, happens. Uh, we're know, recording. We're, we're I guess live. Correct, we're not live. I I guess the correct word for it is uh or words is due diligence. Yeah. No. But, no fucking kidding. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the first so, time that we've been friggin' caught not ready for something. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode thirteen. Is yep, that right? Thirteen. Thirteen. Look at that. 13. I got I to gotta question it every single time now because I was off. Well, because if, if one of us isn't questioning it, Mel's getting usually having me question my sanity when I go to do the post saying the episode's it's out. A, it's, a, it's a mutual for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we get a couple of things. Um, I dropped a couple of hints. I'm, oh, not really hints. I told people kind of what this episode was going to be about. Um, we get a couple of reviews for this episode. So, I mean, honestly... I'm excited to talk about them. I mean, unless you want to talk about your little brief fiasco. I, I will. I will <laughs> spare the viewers. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, the details. Let me just if I leave you with any advice, let me leave you with this. When installing a new CPU, verify that you have the correct motherboard prior to installation. And I mean, like verify, even if you think you already know, like I did. Verify, 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 verify. That's all I can tell you, because I nearly had a heart attack before we started this uh, this <laughs> podcast episode. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was nuts. Anyway, well, let's let's dive into what we were going to talk about yep. today. So um, so we're starting with Falcon. Mortal, no, we're going to start with uh, Mortal Kombat. Because, Mortal Kombat. So um, hopefully you've seen it. I know most everybody that I've talked to has seen it. Spoilers, but here's the thing. It's maybe. been... Well, this isn't going to be spoiler heavy because honestly, I want you to go we'll watch. We'll still the do timestamps just in yeah. case. Um, it's been 26 years since the first Mortal Kombat movie came out, and of course, Annihilation came out at some point too. But people don't <laughs> like to talk about that one. So right off the bat, um, you know, it's kind of hard to. It will be forever impossible to beat the nostalgia of the first movie. But this one, for 26 fucking years later, I'll take it. 
I say watch it. I enjoyed it. I say um, watch it as well. Yes. There's going to be a sequel. Actually, apparently, if they do well enough, they want to do four fucking sequels. Or maybe yeah. this is one of four. I don't know. Um, I liked how they're kind of trying to reimagine the story. It's not in like a, a stupid way, maybe. I don't think it was stupid. Um, I liked it. We got a new character right off the bat. Um, and we didn't get the um, kind of the, the all of the characters you would expect. Of course, you got Jax, Sonya... Um, new guy is um, Cole. Um, God, now, now that we're talking about, it, I want to. Yeah, and of course you got. Um, I'm most excited because we got um, Kung Lao and um, fuck, I keep forgetting the guy with the hat's name. The dude who throws the razor hat. Razor hat guy. No, I I forgot to hold on. What's it? It's fucking. It's Kung Lao and um, Liu Kang. No, he is Kung Lao. Liu Kang yeah, is the, Kung, the Liu Kang guy. is the guy that shoots fire. Yes. Um, so he's in it, and they, the best thing about this movie is they actually do some of the fatalities from the video games. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to give away the spoilers on that. Um, we did get to see Reptile. I mean, that's kind of a spoiler in itself. Um, I mean, it's the, it's, we get to see it's, it's, Cabal. This is a review. It's after the fact. Spoilers. We get to see um, Cabal, I think, Navira, Navira, how do you say it? The Bat Chick. Um, Which I was not. I had forgotten about her. Yeah, Melina. Um, of course, Shang Tsung is the main bad guy. He does mention, and you do see some things that hint at Shao Kahn, which is the same as the first movie's last time. Um, you know, no Johnny Cage this movie, but they hinted at him that he'll be in the second one. Yeah. Um, of course, Goro was in it. I was cool that Cabal was in it. Cause he, yeah, that was cool. It was um, a nice little... Because I actually play... I liked playing as Cabal a lot in the video games for some reason. Um I thought overall it was pretty pretty yeah. decent. Yes. It was pretty like, you know, it wasn't a wasn't a showstopper, but I mean it was definitely a Worth better it was yes. it was it was a better um film than what was previously put out there. And, you know, I think maybe I said it in a previous episode of the podcast, uh, but I have definitely said it to our friends. I was like, hey man, all they gotta do with these movies, like it, it, it video game movies just give the fans what they want. Yep. What they wanna see for whatever video game movie it is. And even if it's not the best movie, it's going to do well. Just like yep. with Godzilla. Godzilla, it was like, okay, 2014 one was good, but people were like, give us what we want. What we want is more monsters, more action. Give us what we want. And so the second one, not super great story-wise, but fucking amazing. Third one, definitely not super great story-wise, but still has done very, very well. Yep. And it's just... You you give that you you give the fans what they want to see in live action and you you're gonna have a success oh, yeah. more often than not and that's what this movie did it it gave us fatalities straight out of the game it gave us dialogue straight out of the game yep. it gave us pretty good live action adaptations of the characters the only character that I like wasn't a big fan of was actually the main character who is cool. a new guy yeah. because he had his, his power was literally plot armor, like literally plot armor. Yeah. So he basically, uh, I mean, this is a, a big spoiler, I guess, technically that if there was a spoiler, timestamps are definitely going in. So um, his thing is that he gets his body, except for his head gets covered in armor. And whenever he gets punched or hit, his armor absorbs it. And then he can put that power back into his fists. Yes. And he also has, um, the, Fucking like tonfas, like blade tonfas, yeah, that he can use. Is that what they're called tonfas. Well, I mean, tonfas are are is basically like kind of like the police baton, where it's got the yeah. handle on the side, but instead yeah, yeah, of yeah. just uh, a baton, they're blades with a handle. There's a there's an actual. I think one's I think one's a baton and one's a blade. I don't think they're both blades. I I'm not sure. 
but they, it was, they, they it was just, just, like, it was they just like appear in his hands. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. He, his, his armor is basically the best way to describe his armor other than calling it plot armor. Cause that's what it was is if you took, um, uh, black Panther's suit, the uh, kinetic discharge ability that that suit has and combined it with, um, the bronze dude from man in the iron fist and you get the armor that this guy had. Yeah. So I mean, it was still cool enough. Um, it was interesting. Um, but and yeah. I, uh, the, the, the chick with the mouth, Melina, <laughs> Melina, um, I, like her design, I felt like it wasn't bad, but it was definitely the weakest of yeah, all of the characters. Um, Katana is the daughter of, Sh- of Shao Kahn. Yeah. We didn't see her. Um, Princess Katana, and then Melina is like a mutated clone of her. Right. Um, so presumably that actress will come back and play uh, Katana when they eventually. Yeah. But uh, just the, I mean, for one, they didn't have her like iconic face cover, which is fine. You know, whatever. They're they're doing a kind of different rendition of the character. But I just like, I don't know, her. Yeah. I guess I was expecting more gruesome, more fangs, like more over the top. But maybe. I guess because that's done been done previously, they decided to not do it as as much. I don't know. It, it whatever. Yeah. It's whatever. It was minor minor complaints. But everything else is pretty much as you would expect. Um, yeah, I would the say martial arts was pretty fucking good. Watch it. Yeah. Um, the original movies they got legit martial artists, but I think in this one, I mean, I'm sure they had plenty of actual martial artists, but I think it was more like, you know, maybe they'll we'll teach the actors, or maybe they were already martial artists ahead of time. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> Um, I, so the last thing that I'll say is this movie is out in theaters. If you decide that you want to go to a theater, if you haven't been to a theater in, uh, over a year, like most of us, um, definitely a fun time. I think that this is very much a stream movie. Like this is very much a stream service movie. I think it shines because it is a stream service movie. It's available on HBO max. Um, you know, uh, there are certain movies that, tend to release to these different streaming services that are like really solid, good movies that, that it's just like, when I think about them, I'm like, I don't know if that would have done as well at the box office sure. by itself. Now, Mortal Kombat technically is at the box box office, but it has the benefit of being on streaming services. Well, and I think that that 26 is, years ago. Uh, yeah. no this movie this movie's at theaters right yeah no i mean we also would have gone and seen it um, yeah no absolutely um but Um, but no there's been a couple of films that i think did way better than they would have because it's like well well, we pay the the one-time price and we all get to sit and watch it versus trying to convince everybody to get together and go out and right you know but it was cool we did a we did another uh watch party for it um and it was very enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. That's definitely that has been the the coolest thing about all these movies coming out, and why I've been like very happy about a lot of these movies finally releasing to streaming services rather than just waiting for the theaters is because I've, we've been able to do these watch parties with friends, and the way we've set them up have been super entertaining and yep. a lot of fun for everybody. Getting everybody's reaction, you know, it's about the same as going to the theater, but in the comfort of your home. So it's nice. Oh yeah, because then it's. You know, um, we get a big enough TV here. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, all of us, we have huge TVs. <laughs> we have I a think, TV on every floor. <laughs> yeah. And almost, no, wait, we have a TV in almost every room. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, if this were my place, like only mine, I would, and or we were going to be here longer, I would probably put a small TV in the friggin' kitchen just so I could put whatever <laughs> I was watching on YouTube on there for when I'm cooking. Yeah. 
I hundred uh, I will one I will one hundred percent do that. Yeah. Um, and I probably will at the next place, but um. So you know, other than that, really, I mean, the only thing we can say is watch it. If you like Mortal Kombat, watch it. I don't think you'll be disappointed because I mean, hey, I thought as long as it's okay, you know, as long as it's good, average, you know what I mean, okay, uh, you know, I'll be happy. And I, th- I feel like it was a little bit better than that. You know what I mean? So, hey, fuck, if they can get the second one even better, then I'm all for it. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the next thing, which is the season finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Bro. Or as it um, now is going to be called, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. So good. Big fucking spoiler. So, so he gets good. his Captain America armor complete with the wings. He still has the friggin' bird thing on his back, the little drone thing, and he's got the shield now. Um, all of which I like because he's staying unenhanced and he needs all the extra. Yeah. And we get to see some of the, you know, some of the cool, more unique things he can do. And his, his costume is phenomenal and it is very, 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 uh, accurate to the comic representation of him. Um, the whole episode was amazing. Yep. We Um, get to see John Walker turn into us Patriot, uh, us agent. Yep, sorry. U.S. Super, super, super Patriot. Patriot. Yes. I th- US- see, I thought they were going to call him Super Patriot. Yeah, no, but mean, the way that things unfolded, I guess they couldn't call him that given the fact that he executed somebody on live TV. Yeah, and so, I think US so. Agent. He's not, he, he wasn't bad in this episode, but he comes back. And they seem to be okay with it because he runs into Bucky and Falcon. And it's like, hey, you're not Captain America anymore. You can still be out there doing stuff for the U.S. government. So we'll see how it goes. He seemed fairly calm. Yeah. And he did seem to do what he believed to be the correct thing, you know, which was helping Bucky and I, I think they're I think they're setting him up as sort of like an anti-hero, which yeah. that may be the path that his character took in the comics. Like I've said before, yeah. I'm not super familiar with his character. That's what I think too. Um so a lot of my previous predictions ended up not being super correct. However, some of them did. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Um, yeah, he, um, but yeah, dude. I mean, he's going to be an anti-hero, obviously. Yeah. Um, now I, I kind of wonder because he had like his metal shield and it got fucked up. So I'm thinking maybe he, um, he'll get a better shield eventually or a different shield or better stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but he's going to be working for the, as of yet unnamed agency, right? Or didn't, she might've said what it was. I don't think she ever said the name of the agency. Um, and we, whether it's sword or whatever the fuck, or it's some other, Yeah, I feel like they would have hinted more if it was sword. It must, I'm thinking it's going to be something else. That's like, yeah. Um, it's probably gonna be something that's like almost on the same lines as, um, uh, what's the DC equivalent, uh, fuck with, um, (sighs) Katniss, Katniss. That's that's DC Universe. Um, okay. I think it's going to be something similar to that, where it's like a covert yeah, and US I think run where they u- utilize you know whatever yeah, he, fucking shit they can get their hands on. He's going to be um, definitely an anti-hero because he's probably going to have more of that. I'm not going to detain this guy. I'm just going to shoot him the same way we saw Baron Zemo just shoot people. Yeah, he's going to be like you know what, fuck this guy. You know what I mean? And he's probably going to hurt or kill people, which is not the Steve Rogers way. You know, but I do like the statement that I think I saw a meme a while ago and it said um, early on, Sam is going to be the new Captain America and Bucky's going to be the new Steve Rogers. And I I feel like I see that. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. Bucky has, he completed his book. That was a huge character arc right there. He completed his book and he wrote, he signed off on all the names that were in there. Yeah, that was um, very sad. That was a sad scene when he had to go tell the... Um, yeah, he had to tell the old man that he killed his son. Yeah. And I mean... Um, but he checked in on him after the fact to make sure he's still getting uh, being taken care of. Yeah. At that bar scene. He, you know, so now we're going to get the new character arc for that. So it'll be interesting to see eventually in the future when we do have another Avengers type movie, you know, now we're going to have the new, and we were talking about this. Um, we have a new Captain America. Hawkeye's daughter is now going to be Hawkeye. So it's not his daughter. Ow. It's not his no, he's, daughter. He's training some other He's chick, training though, right? somebody okay. else. Yeah, I was. Okay. Uh, so we have a new Hawkeye. I was confused about that as well. So we have a new Hawkeye. We have a new Captain America. Um, Iron Man is gone, but I mean, of course, we still have War Machine. Um, there are rumors that they might try to do Ironheart. For those of you that don't know, that's the, the female Iron Man. Um, there have been a lot of rumors around how they're going to do it. Um, in the comics, uh, it's a girl that kind of Tony takes underneath his wing, I think. Um, no specific relation in the movies. They may try to have his daughter take up the mantle. There's yeah. also been rumors that maybe um, Gwyneth Paltrow's character will take up the mantle and use her blue armor. Um, but all of that is like hearsay right now. Yeah. So we'll have to um, wait and see. Obviously, we're going to get, um, I think it's Lady Hulk. Um, yep, She-Hulk. Yep. That's coming. That's been confirmed. Wait, She-Hulk and then uh, Lady Thor. Yes. So we're actually going to yep. have a, a, Love a, and a uh, very lady-heavy Avengers here. It's going to be cool to see some of these characters, man. Because they're I'm, all, I'm they're excited. They're the new, they're kind of like the next gen of, because the initial um, lineup of Avengers is pretty much gone, unless Hulk returns somehow and is able to fully return into the Hulk. Um, Thor is obviously still out there and he will come back, obviously, but we now have, we, it's, it's kind of showing this transition into the next generation of, um, heroes because Thor feels like he needs to travel the galaxy and kind of right some of the wrongs out there. Um, of course, Loki's going to return. He, we're going to get his show here in a little bit. Yeah. Here in about a month. Yep. So we get a little bit of a gap. And then how many, how, is this a full, it's not a mini series, right? It's a full blown. I actually don't know. Because here's the thing, because then that, if that's, because that'll take us across a couple of months. And then I feel like we're going to be, things will be all quiet on the Marvel front for a little while. And then of course, come December, unfortunately, is Book of Boba Fett. So there's going to be a gap somewhere in there where we're going to be showless. I think our gap is going to start after the uh Black Widow movie releases. Yeah, so maybe that um, maybe that's until what it is if they the, yeah, November December range. So if they put out a movie that's that's fine. Yeah. Um that'll kind of bridge that gap. And I wonder if Black Widow's gone, I don't know what her sister's if she's actually a character from just the movie or if she's from the comic books. But I wonder if they if they would play an angle where she can kind of be the new Black Widow. Well, yeah, it all depends on how her standalone movie goes because her standalone movie Do is it, a prequel. Yeah, and so we'll get introduced to some of her sisters that were in the same program as her. Whether or not those characters are still alive in the current universe, true. We'll find out. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how they'll do it. They they might pull a multiverse. Um, what is the Spider-Man movie coming out? That's that's the other Isn't movie. Isn't that the first one? That, no, it's is it supposed to go 
Is is Spider Man coming up first and then Black Widow? No, or is it's it... definitely Black Widow first. And then I Spider-Man. think Spider Man comes after, and I don't know when that is. So potentially we have two movies before the November December time which frame, is, which is pretty dope. I mean, it's been a while. Um, Spider Man movie is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. I want to circle back to Falcon because we're we're getting down the rabbit hole here, and I would be remiss if I is didn't touch on that. Different from any other episode that we've ever. That's done. very true. But I would be remiss if we moved on and we didn't touch on some of the specific points of the mm-hmm. of the episode and just how powerful this episode was. I mean, it was the the, we saw the, the power broker finally. It, we yeah, well yes, we we find out who Confirm, the power broker sorry. is and it is uh Agent Carter herself. Um not Peggy Carter, but her what niece? Granddaughter? Something like one of those two and she has yeah. been reinstated as well back into the US yeah, so government. She got, so there's she that. completely played everybody. Um Sam got her reinstated, you know, he got her name cleared as of the stuff that was going on in Civil yep. War. And so she basically gets brought back into the country and put into her old position mm-hmm. as an agent. And the very last scene that we see is an after credit scene where she's calling up, you know, her henchmen or whoever. And she's like, start lining up buyers because now we got access to government secrets. And so it's going to be an interesting angle um, how how they do that going forward. If that'll be if she'll be something that's prevalent in other shows, movies. She might make an appearance in the next uh, Captain America movie, which we now know is going to have uh, Sam as the new Captain America, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome that he's getting a standalone movie. Uh, it's actually funny. I was watching a clip the other day of Tom Holland making fun of uh, the actor saying like, oh, yeah, where, where's your standalone movie? And now it's coming. Now it's here. <laughs> so um, but the, the, the what was really powerful about the episode was the themes that it played off of some of the themes specifically, there is a speech scene where Captain America is talking to the government officials about um, essentially understanding what it's like to feel the way the average people do every day. The people that are crying out for help, the people that are struggling by, you know, finally, They've reached a common ground where everyone's feeling the same helplessness, right? And he's like, you got to take that into consideration with the with the decisions that you're making. It was, it was basically a call for the politicians and everything to kind of step back into humanity and, and stop stop looking at it as a power game. And it was really powerful. And then the other thing that was super like damn near tear jerking was uh, when when Sam showed uh, Elijah that um, he had been instated into the Captain America Hall of Fame. So they actually, Sam made sure that his records were uncovered and shared at the memorial and that he had a statue erected so that Mm -hmm. no one, so that everyone would know that he was a part of that history, that he played that part, that he carried that badge for a time with honor. Um, so that he wouldn't be forgotten to the pages of history. And it was super, super awesome. Like it was, it, it it was powerful, powerful fucking scenes, man. Um, um, and it was cool because by the end of the episode, it was like, you know, there, there was no super bad guy. Well, I, here's the thing is I exactly that. And it it was, it was a very human, very real world scenario they're very human characters which is not something we've seen yet because i mean as much as i loved wandavision they're both like these top tier 
yeah. almost gods, right? And then we have just two guys. I mean, sure, Bucky's got the super serum and he's got his metal arm, right? And he's got all this, the, the Hydra training and all this stuff. And then, of course, um, you know, Sam has a lot of training and now he's got some cool tech and he's got the shield and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, right, they're still two regular dudes with a lot of regular real world problems, right? You see Sam with his sister. And, Relatable you know, problems. Yep. And then you see, of course, Bucky, you see him just he's trying hard to become just become a regular ass dude again. Right. And struggling yeah. with his past. And you finally see one Bucky shedding his past finally and putting it actually behind him. And then you see Sam finally accepting and stepping up that he is yeah, accepting America, his responsibility and that he is ready. Yeah. So and I was like, that's pretty fucking dope. And he is. Yeah. He has a chance to do something amazing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so I would say I would make the argument that this season of the show, this story that was presented, the way it uh the way it went and the way it concluded is comparable to um, Winter Soldier, the movie, yeah. because that was another one that was very well grounded. And a lot of people have argued uh, even still that that's one of, if not the best Marvel movie of the series. Um, and I would say that, you know, the the events of this show are comparable to to that movie in a lot of regards. Because well, yeah, um, Yeah, like, I mean, you, you look at any of the other actual kind of more better off superheroes and you know they're the bad they're the good guy and you know that here's the thing is that they're gonna win right they always have whether it's technology or you know they're literally a god like thor right and then but you just have these are just two regular guys right and i think one of the the, the coolest things is showing that that humanity itself is gonna have to start stepping up other people are gonna have to start stepping up Right. And yeah, because it's the kind of I mean, not not that it's over, but the era almost of, hey, we have gods protecting us. It's not over. But you look at what remains, you know, Wanda's still mentally, for the most part, recovering. Right. She was yeah. mentally kind of broken. Thor's going out into the galaxy because he lost everything. Um, Vision has to still piece himself back together and come to terms with how he died and, and the fact that he died. Um, you know, all these different things. Iron Man's gone. Um, Doctor Strange is still alive, but he doesn't have the um, the time stone anymore. Um, unless somehow he gets it back. It was the Eye of Agamotto, if he gets it back from sort of some other parallel universe. Yeah, I guess we'll, f- we'll find that out. And, yeah, uh, because, I mean the movie coming we are i don't know when it's gonna come out but guardians 3 is presumably gonna potentially set up you know you know what is the next thanos i mean we keep talking we keep hearing galacticus um wait i said that right right what galactus galactus i keep saying galactus 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 galashnikov and i think one of the things that that's gonna require is because an entity of that, you know, is he going to be the next Thanos, the big bad guy? There's going to be other bad guys, but he's the big bad, right? And I think what Guardians 3 is, the directors of Guardians 1 and 2 did say, like, it was James Gunn and, um, well, not said, like, Adam Warlock is going to be in 3. Or, he, you know, wait till they, or they were saying, hey, wait till 
Guardians 3. And I think that, I mean, I was, I, I'm very excited for Spider-Man and actually for um, Black Widow, but it's now, you know, the back of my head thinking, like, what are we actually, you know, are we going to get Adam Warlock? Because Adam Warlock is, like, the good or at least neutral equivalent of Thanos. I mean, he's definitely a powerhouse. Um, I I mean, he's I, up it, there with Thanos. It's it's interesting because there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's still left undone to establish the next where do we go from here? Um, and that's what I keep reminding myself with because I will admit that with these couple of shows, I felt that the after credits were a tad lackluster. Um, at least with the Scarlet Witch um, with WandaVision um, that potentially hinted to some pretty big things for her character. Um, And we do know that she's going to be in the Dr. Strange movie. So, you know, there is a potential that some crazy shit's going to happen on that end, but definitely it wouldn't be, you know, the uh, foreboding bad guy at the end of the line, like how Thanos was. And then, of course, with with Captain, uh, I'm sorry, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now Captain America and the Winter Soldier, um, there was there wasn't anything like that that hinted to the future. Um, if we're going um, with Galactus, one of the things that we got to set up is the mutants. And I think that that's coming sooner rather than later. And it'll be interesting how that affects the entire universe, how it changes things. And I think that the introduction of the mutants will potentially set up um, the next bad guy, like almost as a consequence, something of that nature. And so I don't know how far we are from seeing the mutant stuff. I don't know that it's been officially announced. I'd have to go back and check on their timeline to see if it's been officially announced when the mutant um, stuff is showing up because that's a relatively new acquisition. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that these next few movies, maybe not – Black Widow, but the movies after, I'm hoping that that starts hinting to the mutants, hinting to the X-Men, hinting to, you know, some of these storylines that are potentially going to unfold, because I think that's where it's going to take us yeah. to the next end game. I think that's I think you're right there. I think that's what. Yeah, we're I mean, whether that's going to be another 12 movies deep, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? It, they've been doing so well with these movies then why would they fucking stop? Right. You know what I mean? And if hey, if they're like, hey, we can do another 12. Fuck, I mean, I'll watch him. I don't give a shit. Like, I know you will, too. Most Absolutely. people will. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I am... Take my money. Yeah, my taste in movies and stuff have changed over the years. But Marvel is one of those things, those, you know, the way they have it set up now, the MCU, that's, yeah, I would still... I could see myself enjoying that for a long time, you know. Um. But I think, yeah, we've got some good things, hopefully, on the horizon with that. Um, I'm trying not to, you know, I mean, I could t- if we talk about Disney, it always starts to hover my mind back to Star Wars. But again, <laughs> that's going to be another podcast because I know I can talk about that forever and I know I can rope so you into that. So we will jump now to the next topic, mm-hmm. which is the other the the other other movie that yep. we watched recently. So the reason I'll you let know, you lead, um, you know, of course, we couldn't not talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and we couldn't not talk about Mortal Kombat because those are the big things, and I think that people would expect us to talk about that. But um, there was a movie that's on Netflix now um, called Mossel, um, M-O-S-U-L, as in um, Mossel, Iraq. <laughs> and um, I had seen, I think, a preview for it or a little bit about it before. It's been on Netflix for a little bit. 
and I would consider it a hidden gem, right? We ended up... Yeah, um, we watched that YouTube video yeah, we that kind of talked found, about it. Um, a YouTube video talking about it, and... They're like, hey, it's on Netflix. Of the recent um, military-esque movies that have come out over the past several years, I would say it's 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 up there, right? Of course, you know, you got the top contenders of Band of Brothers, Saving Private Ryan, The Pacific... Um, Right, and they're kind of up there by themselves for the most part. Funny enough, they're all World War Two. Yeah, um, you know there have been others that were okay. Right, you know we had you know others that were good, others that were embellished, or you could tell they were a little over the top. Yeah. Um, of course we had. I'm talking about Triple Frontiers one. Um, what was the other Chris Hemsworth one? Extraction. Oh yeah, Extraction. Um, Lone Survivor. Horse. The one soldiers. that takes place in India. Um. I thought it took place in, I don't think it's India. Extraction was India, I thought. No, I thought it was like Pakistan. Okay, well. Yikes. Same region. We'll I, say the I, same region. No, I, I mean. It's, I, it's that region. I yes. straight up thought that it was India, but that, yeah, it might have been Pakistan. No, I think I think it, um, same region. <laughs> to be <laughs> fair, Pakistan used to be India. Yeah. Um, but it's not, I mean, I'm probably wrong. It's probably fucking Bangladesh. Um, <laughs> but. One of the reasons that I liked this movie is, again, spoilers, I do want you to watch it, so please skip past this part to the next part. Um, <laughs> fuck, you might have to skip this whole ass episode if you've never <laughs> yeah. watched if you'd this watched it. This entire episode is spoilers. But it starts, so this is Mossel in, I think, 2014, um, or maybe a little bit after, so obviously ISIS rose in, I want to say, 2014, so I think this takes place a little bit later because they're starting to retreat out of Mossel. Um and essentially, it's these two, it starts off, there's like two or three police officers left, and one of them severely wounded, the other two only have their pistols left, and they're getting swarmed by these ISIS fighters, and eventually, um, this other group of guys shows up and mows down all the remaining ISIS fighters, and you realize they're um, basically an Iraqi SWAT team, and they ask both of them questions, and they, uh, they ask the one dude, and then they ask the kid have you been hurt by ISIS? Have you ever been physically hurt by them? Or have you had a family member killed or hurt by them? And the kid says, yes. The dude says, no. So they tell the dude like, hey, hey, have a nice one, man. Go get the fuck out of here. This is a war zone. Go back to, it's not the green zone, but it's basically the the side, the side that's Safe still zone. controlled yeah. by the Iraqi military. And then the kid joins them. And it's just a small group of 12, 13, 14 dudes maybe. And... You're trying to figure out who they are, and you realize, and the reason that I liked this movie is because all the other movies, it's always some super special operations fucking guy. He's a former fucking SEAL, usually, you know what I mean, nine times out of ten. Occasionally, he's like a fucking Green Beret, or, you know, they'll try to say that, oh, he's CIA fucking sad, or fucking um, DevGru, or fucking Delta, or some shit. Um, but... These are just regular These ass dudes. are guys who are, and you know, they're not even um, American SWAT teams. Uh, now, I mean, obviously their training is going to be a little bit different. So they're, and through the entire film, um, first they won't tell the main character what their mission is. And then eventually he tells them, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm just with you guys at this point because something happens and he kind of, his mind kind of sets that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, one by one, they just get picked off and picked off and picked off. And I liked, one of the things that made it, 
more accurate in my eyes is because they're not, you know, I can rip apart, like, I mean, I really want to like Triple Frontier, but they got so much fucking shit wrong. And especially because those guys are all supposed to be, you know, some form of operator, which means that they shouldn't be getting amateur mistakes wrong. Now, if these guys get amateur mistakes wrong, that's perfectly fine. It fits with the story, right? They're not pros. Um, Right? And that just kind of made it... And the fact that they're all um, Iraqi actors, legitimate Iraqi actors. Yeah. Um, That was I don't know where it was filmed, if it was filmed in Iraq or if it was filmed on a set... Um, but that made it way more authentic. There was no fucking white savior, fucking special operations soldier from the U.S. who came to save them. You know, fucking thank God. Um, you know, it was just Iraqis trying to save Iraq. And those kind of movies, I think, were were, yeah. lack, were lacking a lot of those movies. I mean, in fact, the entire movie was in subtitles because it wasn't yeah. in English. So it yeah. was- And there's some stuff that's maybe a little bit anachronistic. Um they get a hodgepodge of weapons. I mean, but that's yeah. not that's not that to say that they, you couldn't see those weapons. Um, the Iraqi military uses a lot of actually almost entirely U.S. weapons that they were given. Um, we do get to see at one point Iranians, and they kind of made a kind of it's almost it's like a joke, but it's not a joke that all the Iranians came in and they're all using um, U.S. issued weapons, and they got them from whether they were battlefield pickup, presumably. Um, from dead Iraqis. And it's and he even makes a joke. He's like, what are Iranians doing in Iraq with the U.S. weapons? And that's a whole other rabbit hole I could talk about. Um, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Iranian influence in Iraq. And then, but that, that, that'll go back into like the 70s. Yeah. And starting with the Iran-Iraq war and then getting... That's one, a whole... Not fucking knee hole. deep, getting fucking like eyeball deep. We're, and yeah, we're going in. Weird... Yeah politics and espionage and all this other fucking, <laughs> you know, behind the backstabbing shit, which is, I find fascinating, but also terrifying. Um, you know, but it kind of got me thinking about, um, you know, that kind of setting is, that's part of, you know, um, we don't have to talk about it in this episode or at all, because I mean, obviously the U S is pulling out of Afghanistan, allegedly, on the 20th anniversary of September 11th, 2021, 20 years later. Now, a lot of people had very mixed feelings about pulling out of Iraq for the very specific reason that this movie is a movie now, right? Um, People didn't think we were finished, and then ISIS arose, and then we kind of left an unstable government and military to fend for themselves. And I think the movie did... This movie covers that very, very well. I thought it did really fucking well with that. Um... First of all, the the city, like, so what kind of struck me the most about the film, um, and I think it added to the the realism of the story that was being told, because once again, this is based off of a true story um, or series of events, and it the entire city that they're in is fucked. It is, it's been bombed. Mostly rubble. It's been, it's mostly rubble. It looks like it's been carpet bombed about like a dozen times. And there's people not only still living there, but like, so for example, we're, we're dealing with SWAT, right? And at the beginning, the, the characters, the, the main character that they run into is a police officer at a police station and they're fighting some, uh, ISIS soldiers that, uh, cause they captured a few, um, and they're fighting some ISIS soldiers that showed up to basically grab back their soldiers that were captured this place doesn't look like a police station. Like, what are they policing? The entire building 
is like the front of the building is gone. Oh, the know, police actually, station lobby is destroyed. It gets more destroyed by incoming fire. And then everything outside is like fallout. Well, and even fallout the, even level then, destroyed. Um, I don't even know if that if it was a case of that was even the police station anymore. If it was just another just some random fucking um, building. Yeah, because it looked like there were at least like one or two other dead police officers. There was the third one was dying, who was the main character's uncle. Um, yeah, and then they're yeah, they're just kind of cornered, right? They didn't have any. They were running out of fucking ammo. They're running out of literally bodies. Yeah, it was um, like well, actually it, they, they had a surplus it, of bodies. Not it, imagine, imagine you have a front line in a city, right? A city that's besieged, it's bombed out. It's the front line of a battle or or yeah, the a city war, itself is except the front for line. the protecting army has completely pulled out, and so the police are just kind of like, okay. Yeah. So you have like police with pistols, and then of course the SWAT team shows up with better gear. But you have police with pistols, basically trying to fight an inner city battle against Al- uh, not Al-Qaeda, I'm sorry, ISIS members that have yeah. invaded in. And it just, it's so fucking crazy to watch because it's just like, you know, it's it's something that you couldn't really... Well, yeah, and it shows you too... Um, you couldn't really quantify that over here, I guess. One I mean, the, things, the closest thing uh, we have is like, you know, that you could compare as riots, I guess. But even then, it's, even you then know, we're this, not, it's not the same. You have to yeah. watch the movie to understand what I'm talking about. You know, it would Unless you've be, been over there. Not quite a modern day Stalingrad because you don't have two super armies friggin' slugging it out. But but it looked you, like it. Well, yeah, but you it was like you had basically the equivalent of two armies went head to head. Then they pulled back, and then now it's like the almost the trench warfare. And you know what what reason the police? I think the reason they were in there is because when ISIS was pulling back, it was no longer shoot on sight. It was try to arrest them, and then the guy the leader of the SWAT team comes in and he's reading names off a list. He's looking at them and he was like, that guy is a cop. That guy was a cop. And he's basically saying, he was like, and it, one of the things that it highlights too is that a lot of, you know, while a lot of the recruitment processes for um, Al-Qaeda are a little bit different with ISIS, it was people who pre-US invasion were already shitty people. They were already thieves and rapists and murderers, right? And then because they did so well for themselves off the bat, they were drawing in the young, disenfranchised youth saying, hey, money, women, fame, glory, you know what I mean? All this stuff. And then, you know, of course, you know, they found out a lot of those guys you see, you know, if you watch any documentaries and stuff or anything like that, um, they're like, oh, that's, we didn't have any of that. We were starving. We were treated like shit. You know, I didn't have anything, you know what I mean? But, you know, after case in point, when the cop says, I'm going to join you, the guy goes, all right. And like one or two guys start looking around and they start pulling gear off of the dead ISIS guys. And they're like, here's a chest rig. Here's a rifle. Let's take some mags, right? They take, um, at some point, I think, you know, they pull stuff from the dead. They barter with the Iranians at one point. They trade them cigarettes for ammo, um, and I mean, obviously, I'm a super gearhead guy. You know what I mean? You had, of course, a plethora of AKs. One of the guys takes, I don't know if it was a Dragonov or a PSL off of a dead yeah. um, enemy sniper. Um, they trade the, I think they also, they also trade the Iranians for an RPG. One of the guys has um, a, a, the Israeli, I think, um, version of an FAL. Um, but it's... 
um, the heavy barrel, like light, um, squad support weapon version. So the fully automatic version, that was pretty fucking dope. That was a check like VZ 57 or 59, like, um, machine gun, which is an ancient ass fucking gun, but it's still pretty <laughs> fucking cool to see. Um, and I thought the reason I thought it was better is, you know, I mean, I, I'm more comfortable shredding other movies now. Um, Triple Frontier, I wanted to like it. I like all those actors, right? But they had us believing that they were all at least some form of experts or elite, right? And they made so many critical amateur eras um, that even... um, Eras? Yeah. Era, yeah. I couldn't let that one slide. No, no, eras. E-R-A. Yep, they made so many eras. Eras. Yep, over the broad spectrum of millennia um <laughs> no it's just like it just stuff that was like if you had a half a brain about how that stuff would work um you know what i mean um like they they you know they set a timetable we're gonna go here we have it set up perfectly but we cannot spend a minute longer because that's how long it's gonna take for his security forces to return and the main guy who's supposed to be in charge of all that and who knows all that stuff was like, wait, we need fucking more money. We already have like $25 million a fucking piece, but I need $30 million. And you had a dude who practically had – didn't even have a million to begin with. The dude's fucking set if he can just get that and leave. And then you know they make arrows with the amount of um, – the lift capacity of the helicopters and then the height that it's going to have to travel when it goes over these mountains. And you know what I mean? Then they didn't have – um, contingency plans. What do we do if we lose the helicopter? Do we rendezvous with anybody? Where do we get vehicles? Um, you know, do we have a um, a place to stash the money so we can escape if we get into too much of a of a heavy fight? Um, and then you know, there's basic shit like they're like skylining themselves on a ridge line. They start a fire at night, and then the most accurate part of the movie, as outlined by. Um, one of my favorite instructors was, he was like the part where the, the friggin' kid walks up behind him and shoots Ben Affleck in the back of the head. He's like, that's exactly what would happen if you were being that fucking dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're skylining yourselves, you know, you're just on open, jagged rocks, you get a fire that's just saying, here the fuck we are. Everything they did just was a trail saying, hey, you know, follow us. And it allowed exactly what you'd think would happen, two kids with bolt action rifles to follow you. And, I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I think I liked Extraction more than that one. Um, it was a little the, bit better, yeah, yeah. but that one was more of an action-packed kind of, you know what I mean? It, um, it, yeah, it... It was meant to be... It was more action, and it, um, it levied less attention to the specific actions of the character... So, it, you know, it wasn't like Triple Frontier where it brought a lot of attention to what they were doing and why, yeah. which allowed for, you know, more critiquing. It was it was kind of like that stuff was secondary for extraction. The, the main focus was was the action and, and retrieving the kid, which, oh, by the way, uh, Bangladesh. It's Bangladesh. You Bangladesh. Okay. So I was probably going to be. Yeah. It was. Uh, what is it? Dhaka. Is that right? The the. City, um, the region, the area, something like that, something. Dot, but yeah, um, it was Bangladesh. I just looked it up. Man, that's um, one of the things too. Is like, um, but dude, that was that was the other thing. So back onto um, uh, the Mosul. them trading with the Iranians. Yeah. It, 
it was so funny, not really funny, but like it was just it was weird because, you know, once again, to add to just like this unorganized defense of this city. Right. You just had some random group of dudes on another building and they were just like, like you said, they were just talking back and forth like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? Like literally just some random group of dudes at another building that were defending it, sitting on on a fucking cache of weapons. And they were just like, all right, we're, we're, we're here. And so, like, presumably throughout the city, there's just these pockets of people that, like, decided, hey, I'm not fucking leaving and fuck the ISIS guys. And so they're just, like, defending, you know, a building or yeah. a block well, or they're, whatever. They're, um, and then you it, it was just like it was funny to see because, you know, and then not even that far from where those two guys were set, like those two groups of people were set up is a random ISIS, like, I guess a forward operating base, whatever their equivalent is just a fucking yeah, base of dudes like where they're like kind of operating from. Yeah. That they eventually like attack. Point, I think where they've all reco- all the ISIS fighters have recollected back into. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the end of the movie cause we don't want you to watch it. Um, but yeah, they've, you know, and that's part of their goal is they say, Hey, we're going to hit this kind of base right here. And, um, yeah, I thought the whole premise, like, it was it was cool to see that, like, you know, you're kind of seeing some of the, you know, it's not the U.S. military because, I mean, I've been watching now a lot of news and documentaries and footage and stuff from conflicts that are going on around the world. We kind of tend to focus on Afghanistan and sometimes Iraq, sometimes Syria, um, Lebanon, maybe a little bit, um, you know what I mean, Libya, like those kind of places, like things where there's a little bit of you know, hotspots, but it's cool to see other places. Like you were seeing Iraq from the Iraqi perspective. And that's a big thing in the story is the guy's like, he's like, it's not, you know, he's like, it's not the U S it's not Saddam. It's not Iran. You know what I mean? It's not Al Qaeda. This is Iraq, you know, and it's supposed to be for Iraqis and you know what I mean? And I I think we could easily go down a rabbit hole about, um, it was just cool that they made it a point to say, Hey, we're not talking about the politics here, about what what has been happening, what went down previously, because that the average people in those scenarios, they don't care about that. They're just trying to survive or, you know, do what it is that they were doing, because these guys actually did have a mission in mind. I won't say what it is, yes. but they did have a mission in mind. And that's all they cared about. There's a scene where the leader literally says, I don't care about the Americans. I don't care about any of that stuff that went down. You know, we were doing what we're doing. And it was cool to see that. And I think, I mean, um, it's cool to see the reality of that. Oh yeah. And it's, it's that whole aspect of what's left of Iraq and, you know, how they're going to come back and, you know, how they're going to bounce back. Um, what are the, what are the things going to be, you know, the future for that place? Um, you know, that, that there's some stuff, it's not necessarily political, but it's like, it's some cool, um, I guess it is politics, but not like American politics. It's more of like world yeah. f- power fluctuations and why Iraq is strategically important for Iran to have and all this shit. Um, but man, like I, I've, I've thought about it quite a bit. Like, you know, I always, if you ever watch any like war movie with me, as um, Mel knows, like I'll probably end up breaking out something and start playing with it during the movie whether it's a gun or a piece of gear and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I mean, I've thought about that too because there were guys who went over and basically were um, mercenaries for hire for um, the Kurdish Peshmerga or what other groups were kind of in the area fighting ISIS and Al-Qaeda. 
people did it in Ukraine. I actually read some cool articles about two Americans that went to Ukraine, you know, same thing. And some of their, like, they were given, like, here's your gear, here's some weapons for you to pick from, just choose which one you want. Um, you know what I mean? And that's, I, we did a scenario in the past, you know, based off of Resident Evil, and I didn't quite think it up for this episode. I was trying to, what would be a good um, Jake and Mel scenario? You know what I mean? You you have to, you're going into XYZ situation. What do you bring? Um, you know what I mean? I'll still stand by my fact. I mean, uh, by the fact that I will, I'm a big proponent of, you know, of all the guns and stuff that were in that movie. I still think that the AR platforms king, the AK is a cool ass fucking gun and it works. You know what I mean? But it works and it will continue to work. <laughs> Yeah, for, for the most <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's what was the thing you told me is like AK is one of those guns where you could pick it up out oh, of yeah. a fucking well, it's because there was mud a, puddle after it's been sitting there for ten years, and well, then you just there clean was a, it out and fire it. There was actually because there was there was a no shit fucking video that was with it, and there's a guy, there's a guy, he's like a farmer, and he literally he's like, oh, I think I buried it over here. He's like, it's been at this point a little over a decade, and it's literally just in a field, right? And he digs it up, and he's like, oh, here it is, and it's like this just crusted over AK, he fucking, um, you know, kicks the mag out, you know what I mean, and then he fucking puts the buttstock on the ground and kicks the fucking, uh, the fucking bolt open, the fucking, uh, kicks the charging handle, the bolt fucking flies back, and then he reseats the mag, flips it off fucking safe, and then dumps the fucking mag, and he's like, oh, works fine, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> and of course, there are much better ways to store that stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, there are plenty of people out there who I've heard of. Well, they'll make a, um, they'll soak a rifle in Cosmoline or like basically gun packing grease, then seal it in a bag, right? And then they put the bag in a huge PVC pipe, fill that with like motor oil and then sink the whole thing in the ground and they'll pull the same thing. I mean, you have to scrape all the Cosmoline off, which is like gross fucking great thick ass grease. But hey, I mean the thing's you know safe. <laughs> you know what I mean. But if you were if you were to ha- have an apocalypse gun that you just wanted stored, you know an AK. I guess that's a way. Yeah, I mean obviously you. Could, why? Why would you? <clears throat> why would you fucking do that? Bury one or bury it in the mud? No, no, uh, no. I understand burying, but like just like the 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 concept of taking a rifle and putting it in a fucking plastic bag full of oil well, inside no, so, a thing full of more oil like i understand that yes you're trying so to preserve it, it um, but like i feel like you know wait so it doesn't it so it doesn't rust so that um whatever if anything you know the oil is supposed to be so that it keeps um basically the oil, in a gun well the oil pre- presumably won't freeze you know what i mean it'll kind of keep the temperature the same underground it'll keep other shit out hopefully um and then once the the thing's actually sealed in the cosmoline in a sealed bag, um, it should keep everything well lubed up, rust free. So once you get all the the fucking shit off of it, it should look like it's brand new. If you put it in there brand new and you break that thing out thirty years later, then again, if even if you put an AK and if it was just in a box of AKs in a fucking old ass abandoned Russian bunker for fifty years, and you went down there, it would probably be just fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it might need a, a little bit or a lot of bit of oil at first just to kind of get the thing, the parts working again. I mean, but, yeah, it should, I mean, fuck, it's an AK. It'll probably fire without um, any sort of oil or anything in it. You know what I mean? I, 
you know, if if you want a bomb-proof, literally in a lot of cases, bomb-proof fucking weapons, you know what I mean? I've, uh, there have been plenty of cases I've seen of videos of them taking around through, like, the fucking gas piston, you know what I mean? Or fucking hitting the fucking different parts of the gun. There's, like, a round literally fucking lodged in it. You know, the dust cover gets fucking ripped off, which is not important anyways. And, like, different parts get wrecked, which would end any other gun and the thing just keeps going <laughs> i mean honestly i would have i have a different idea of like i mean you would definitely want maybe your backup ak but i mean i have a different idea of what i would want as my apocalypse gun yeah you know what i mean if i had one fucking gun that was just out there and it was um you know what i mean i still like my you know an ar you know you can get ars that'll function just fine and then put like an acog on that thing ACOGs can get fucking take a fucking beating too. Honestly, you can put an ACOG in a fucking on an AK. And <laughs> there you go. Then you get a fucking three to four power optic, depending on which <laughs> then one you, you get. Then you get a gun that can take more of a beating than you can. Yeah. And then it's um yeah it's a I mean the tritium will die in it, but eventually yeah it's a it's a, something that you could hypothetically you could use it, and then your great great grandson could use it, <laughs> which is. Tragic in itself because that's literally the entire story of centuries for fucking Afghanistan. Yeah, seriously. And it went from, you know, they literally had like flintlocks and then they had like Enfields and Mausers and fucking probably Mosins. And then then they had the AKs and then now they're going to have AKs and probably M4s and shit too. Um, But... (sighs) So we've reviewed a lot of movies, uh, a lot of different things in today's episode. This last thing just came back to me. And Jake and I talked about it. We both forgot about it. Uh, We were going to review it, but instead I'm going to tell you about it and ask you to go watch it because it's pretty good. And then you guys can tell us via social media what you thought of the movie. Maybe we'll put up a post about it or whatever. So we talked a lot about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Obviously, uh, Sam Wilson is played by uh, Anthony Mackie, and he had another film. That mm-hmm. came out on on uh, not Amazon Netflix recently that we got a chance to watch. Yes, it's called Sacronic. Yes, Sacronic. Synchronic. <clears throat> Synchronic. Um, yes. Oh yeah, I forgot. It's so we we're not going to talk about it like in detail at all. We're, what I'm just going to tell you is a quick synopsis of the movie. The movie is about a couple of paramedics, Anthony being one of them, um, and. Uh, they're dealing with some different we- uh, real world issues, right? Um, and at one point, uh, there's a conflict that requires uh, Anthony and Mackie to get involved, and he gets roped into taking this pill that is that you see repeatedly throughout the film with uh, drug overdoses. It's a, it's a drug that's on. It's like a it's an up and coming drug that's on the market right now in the area. The the place takes place, or I'm sorry, the movie takes place in Louisiana. Um, and what the pill does is allows you to travel briefly through time. So this movie, uh, it's, it's a time travel movie. It's, it's very good. It's super trippy. Um, and it's definitely a change of pace for the actor because a lot of the stuff that I've seen him do has been primarily uh, action movies. Uh, Outside the Wire was an action movie, sci-fi action movie. This one's more of a, um, I mean, it's it's a psychedelic trip, man. Um, but it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely think it's worth the watch. Um, Jake also enjoyed it. So check that out and let yep. us know what you think. That it's, was actually, that was a good, um, 
I liked it. That was another good one. That was just a yeah. random gem. I think you just happened to see it. <clears throat> yeah, I just um, happened to see a trailer for it on, I think, on Netflix. Like, I was scrolling through yeah. trying to find us a movie. The other dude And I saw a trailer is, for it, and we watched uh, the trailer, and I was like, shit, that's fucking cool. The other dude, uh, what the fuck's that guy's name? The white dude who's his, the counterpart, who's, like, his best friend, was in was the the officer in the Siege of Jadotville, and I think before that, I think he was, like, the dude in fucking Fifty Shades of Grey, but I don't know. Um, oh, what is that Fifty guy's Shades name? of J. Dodville. Is that guy's name Jamie something? Is that right? I don't know. Well, how about, uh, I, will, I will have Prof look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> Looking it up right. We do have access to Google. If people right always now. ask me why I know random bullshit, it's because every time I don't know something, <laughs> like, I, I look it up on Google. We need, yeah, we need Prof on the uh, podcast. So we can just be like, hey, hey, Prof, hey, just have him off to so, the So yeah, uh, James Dornan is the other actor and you are correct he is from uh 50 shades of gray darker and freed those were the three films i didn't realize they and made then three films siege of jada and... which is the first film i remember seeing him yes he was also in a 2018 robin hood that i have not seen what apparently these are the movies that they when? have listed huh yeah i don't know that's weird i'll have to look at that um but anyway yeah he's the other character he's the other paramedic um, and then, uh, basically there's, yeah, there's, so he, that paramedic is dealing with family issues and then, uh, Anthony's character is dealing with health issues and, um, they kind of collide into one overarching problem once the drug gets involved. So yeah, definitely worth checking out. Super cool. If you like psychedelic, uh, thriller, mystery, time travel bullshit, definitely up your alley. Yeah, no, that's another one. So those are, um, Definitely watch, you know, Mortal Kombat. Um, also, I hate that I have to say this, but if you haven't seen WandaVision yet, watch that. Yeah, watch Falcon that. Falcon is obviously fully out, so if you're somebody that ha- loves binging, it's all out. Um, right, and then, of course, if you like your war movies, uh, Mossel is really up there. Um, I don't think there, there really hasn't been too many modern war movies. I'm sure there's one or two, one or two that I'm definitely forgetting about. Um, that's kind of up there where I feel like it is authentic enough to kind of look past any flaws. Um, I don't think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Also, I, I kind of feel of which, the same way. I feel like um, there, I mean, there is, there, there's, there's seal teams, a pretty good show. that's yeah. out right now. But I in mean, they leaned very heavy, heavily into the drama. Yeah. This last season and the first two or three seasons were heavy on the action. And this one's heavy on the drama. So I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, yes, I mean, obviously, you know, you get into the characters a lot now, right? And I and I do like the characters now, the four seasons in. They've really, they need to strike a balance with that. I mean, we're not going to get super into that. First one was all fucking all go, all action, which is still badass and not really character building. And then this one, they went all character building. Yeah. You know, there's still, there's still plenty of conflicts in them shooting people, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Some of their missions that they go on. Yeah, but, but I mean, but yeah, that's 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 a lot of the the stuff that we've been watching recently. It's definitely uh, worth the uh, worth the time. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think the next episode. So I know that I specifically promised on the last episode that we would talk about some video game stuff, and I thought I had a topic and I forgot it. So I think on the next episode, we'll oh, yeah. uh, spend some time uh, talking about some video game stuff. Because it and was, honestly, 
I was, I, I'm forgetting what the hell you were talking about too. One of us is going to remember it, but I thought that if it was going to be in an episode, it was going to be the episode. It was big enough if I don't, if I remember correctly. Oh shit. Okay. So potentially we have a, a big episode for, for a topic that is yeah, dude, yet it, to be it's, disclosed. It's not on the, it's not like on the tip of my tongue either. It's like further back in my mind. <laughs> I remember being <laughs> excited back. about it when you told me about it, but I was like, I don't but then, of course, we have, I do want to do another scenario kind of situation that's brewing in my mind. And it will be kind of interesting to see what, um, uh, you know, bounce some stuff past Mel. Um, another idea that we have had is because, although Mel and I like a lot of the same things, um, we still have things that he's he's more of an expert in and the things that I'm more of an expert in, right? And... What we would like to do is maybe, you know, if we have a, we'll do an episode that's themed where I will think up questions and then we'll have the audience think up some questions and then we'll bounce them off of Mel and then vice versa back at me, you know, in another episode, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm a super friggin' nerd about anything related to military history. Um, you know what I mean? And of course, you know, if you've been able to glean any of that from anything in here, you know, um, I love, you know, all the stuff I know. You um, are huge into comics. Um, you know what I mean? Mel was the weird kid in the cafeteria reading manga before it was cool. Um, <laughs> Dude, I remember buying a Scholastic, because I'm a, I'm really into drawing, um, and I always have been. And I remember that one of the Scholastic book fairs there was a book that I had my mother buy me um, that was how to draw manga. And I had no idea at the time what manga was. I didn't even know that Dragon Ball Z was an like I didn't know what anime was. I watched Dragon Ball Z. I watched uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, but I didn't know that. I just thought those were cartoons, man. I didn't know what anime was back then. I was a little yeah. kid. Um, and so I was like, oh, this book look, look, looks really neat because these are like the cartoons that I that I watch and I can learn how to draw them. And so I had my mom buy me this book. And so for like the longest time, I didn't even know I was a weeb, man. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I was into anime, that I was into manga until li- like almost college. That's how bad it was. Finally, like in high school, going into college, I kind of like realized, oh, shit, this is like a whole thing. Um, and, and I started to, uh, embrace it a little bit more, but it's just funny to me. I, I always, I always feel like I'm a new kid on the block when it comes to anime, but in reality, I've had anime and manga in my life, my, like my entire life since I was a little kid. I just never realized what it was back then until now, which is, I always think that's funny, but, um, that's going to do it for us on today's episode. Uh, appreciate Mm -hmm. everybody checking it out and um, definitely send us some more uh, recommendations, some more feedback, things we can do better, things you'd like to see. Let us know on social media. Let us know at our email um, and we will see everyone on the next one. Yep. We will see you in episode 14. Um, You know, our series kind of regulars that have been kind of, I've been chatting with on the regular on um, Instagram. Keep it up. I love talking to you guys. Um, I pass all that stuff to Mel for those of you that are holding back and you get things you want to tell us, you know, hey, you know, go ahead and slide in the friggin' DMs. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I'm going to try to keep putting up more polls and start to try to interact more with see what people want, you know what I mean? Because I love, um, 
you know, our next spooky story, I already have some listener stories. You know what I mean? Which is only going to make this even more fun for us. So, all right. We will see you in episode 14. 14. Mm-hmm.